Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Clashing in Traffic. I'm your host, Catfish. Why don't y'all hop on in and buckle up? It's time to go play in some traffic. Guys, today is Wednesday, June 29th, 2022, and it has been 199 days since we got any new content for the main village. 199 days since anything was added to Town Hall 14. Since that time, we've had multiple updates. We've had what they called a bonus update in February. It was really just balance changes. And that's really all that balance changes should be, right? Just like little balance changes. And then we had the clan capital update with all kinds of new stuff, but none of it was for the main village. They, they completely ignored the main village. And then we got the summer update just this past week, right? That summer update should have been just like the February one enlisted as a bonus balance change quality of life update, not a seasonal update, not a quarterly update. That's not what it was. Now, I'm not saying that there weren't some good things that were in that, eh, maybe not good, but at least some exciting things. Some of the changes to the way that you can donate super troops, for instance, right? You can donate any super troop with one gem. That's awesome. I think it kind of does a little bit away with some of the risk versus reward that Darian was all going on about in one of his latest interviews that we talked about last week with Judo Sloth. Wanting to, you know, he mentioned keeping risk versus reward in the game. But then they go ahead and let us donate any super troop with one gem. Okay, that's cool. It's something that, that the community has actually been asking for for a long time. Something we haven't been asking for is a free army, and they went ahead and did that. Well, that that makes absolutely no sense to me, guys. If we look back at the interview that Darian did with Judo Sloth, Judo asked him another one of the things that the community has been begging for for a long time, and that was to be able to cancel super troops boosts. And we don't even want we don't even want the DE back. We just want to be able to cancel it. You know what? I will spend 25,000 Dark Elixir to do one war attack and then cancel that troop and move on to a different super troop, right? That's something we've been asking for. And Darian said, no, we can't do that because we need to keep some risk versus reward in the game. And then the, what was it? Less than 48 hours later, we get this announcement that one, they want to get rid of all troop training costs so that people can go ahead and try any kind of army they want without any risk of losing the loot. Wait, hold on, hold on. You just said you wanted to keep risk versus reward in the game, right? That's why we can't cancel super troops boosts. But you're doing away with the troop training costs because it's too risky for people to use big armies. Um, y'all, I'm, I'm confused. And then, while we can't cancel the super troop boost, you, you can just donate them. So there's no, you know, there's no risk in having to boost that super troop now so that you can donate to your buddy's clan castles, right? So that whole got to keep risk versus reward in the game. (laughs) That's just a load of, of bupkis, man. I, I just, I don't. I don't understand it. And why you would ignore the main part of your game. The reason that we're all playing is the main village. That's what brought us to the game, is the gameplay that we have there. What keeps us around is the friends that we're making, the social the social stuff that we have. Because 
199 days with no update to the main village? Come on, Supercell. What is the deal? Let's, let's look at this a little bit of history here. And did you realize that in 2020, Clash of Clans was actually nominated for, for the eSports Award for Best Mobile Game of 2020? Now, the eSports Awards are centered around eSports, right? So in order for a mobile game, or any game actually, because it's not, eSports Awards aren't, uh, they're not focused on mobile, but they, they have one award for mobile, and they have a bunch of other awards for the PC and console stuff, right? But Clash of Clans was actually nominated for the eSports Award for Best Game, Best Mobile Game of 2020. Now that let's see what was going on in 2020. That was the Town Hall 13 was that was the the, the, the max. Uh, the esports, you know, we had we actually had teamed up. Clash of Clans had teamed up with ESL, and we had an honest to goodness tournament going on. There was it was well organized. Things were things were happening, guys. Clash of Clans got nominated for the best mobile game at the esports awards. That's awesome. 2021 rolls around, that's when they made that change to where anybody in Champion League, CWL, uh, anybody in Champion League 3 or higher could register for the tournaments, for the World Championship tournaments, right? And as a community member, I thought that's that's cool. That's a way for the little bit less organized teams that maybe don't have a sponsoring organization, who don't have an organized league presence, but might just have some really good players. There was, a, there was an, actually an opportunity to find a diamond in the rough, as it will, as it were, right? We could find some team of five guys. Well, actually, you needed to have 15 to, to do the play-in, right, to get to Champion League. And then you could take those best five players and enter into the tournament. And we saw, at least in the initial rounds, there were some instances where those sorts of things happened. However, while it might have been a neat idea from the community side, it also caused a lot of problems. That first play-in, that first round of play-ins that they had in the 2021 season was just a cluster. The the administration, the administrative side of it, they were not prepared for the number of teams that were going to be entered into that. The, the servers were not prepared to handle the amount of requests that were going to be coming in all at the same time. There, that first round of play, there were several teams, and we talked about this last year, when Clash Bashing's team, when Mad Ram got booted out and lost their chance at moving on to the second round because of an administrative issue that caused them to replay the entire first round. Clash Bashing's team won their first match. They won their first match fair and square. And then there were some issues with some servers after their match had already concluded. There were some issues with some servers where people were not being able to get in and not being able to find matches. There were some issues with like the voice chats and the things that were going on to, to help regulate all this stuff. And instead of just making those who were having issues take a pause, get the stuff fixed, and then start from where everything started to, to go wrong, they made everybody replay their matches. Well, Clash Bashing's team had already won. Their match was over. They had beaten the team. They, didn't, they weren't prepared to, to have to have a second set of bases for that day, right? They figured that they could continue on with what they had. That team made adjustments and ended up beating them in the retry. That's just one example of some issues that happened in 2021. So in 2021, Clash of Clans did not get nominated for the mobile game of the year at the eSports Awards. 
they had a great esports presence, but it just some of the administrative stuff didn't quite line up. Well, now the portion of the game that actually gets played in esports has been ignored for for how long? How long has it been ignored? Say it with me now. 199 days. Supercell. Why are you ignoring the main part of the game? Why? You're not putting any new content in. And then the last time we got new content was December 12th, 2021. The winter update 2021 was the last time we had any new content for Town Hall 14. That new content included uh, the new level, level 6, to the Siege Workshop because then it gave us the Flame Flinger, right? We got the Super Dragon. They unlocked the remaining 125 walls to level 15. And they added a new level to the Collectors at Town Hall 12. So not new content to Town Hall 14. It was new content to Town Hall 12, but because, you know, Town Hall 14 was the max of the time, yes, it counts as new content for Town Hall 14. So let's, that's not a whole lot. That's not a whole lot at all. The only defensive upgrade there was some HP added to the base because of extra HP on the new collectors, uh, some extra HP to the 125 wall pieces that were left. That, well, and I guess maybe you could say extra HP if maybe you took a super dragon in your defending clan castle, right? That was, that was it as far as defense. There were no defensive structures that were upgraded other than walls. No defensive buildings upgraded. And no new troop levels. There was a new troop and a new siege machine. That was it. Well, let's let's do the math here. Let's say we did not buy the gold pass. And we did not have the magic items didn't exist. Right? So we're going to handicap ourselves there a little bit. And we're even going to say we only have five builders. We, we have an unlock auto. We only have five builders. No gold pass. So no building boost. No builder boost, and, and right. That, that's what we're gonna we're gonna say. If we look at the amount of stuff that we had to upgrade, we have let's see. The workshop took 18 days to upgrade, and then once that workshop was done, you had 40 days of upgrades to the flame flinger to get it up to max. So 18 plus 40 is 58 days. In the meantime. You're going to have four other builders who are each going to be working on three collectors at six days a pop. And then you have the DE collectors that took seven days a pop. So, yeah, 58 days from December 12th, 2021. That's February 8th. Everybody who was a max Town Hall 14 when the winter update hit should have been completely maxed no later than February 8th. Now, that's, that's not counting walls. I forgot to add in some time for walls. Walls are almost instantaneous. Well, they are instantaneous when you upgrade them, right? And if you know where to farm, you can you can get a lot of that loot. So let's say I just did all of that that calculation with only five builders. If you had auto unlocked, that six builder would have been dedicated to walls, and you could have got that all still done in that same time period. So by February 8th, you should have at least had all of your lab and all of your structures completely maxed. Maybe your walls weren't. That's not very long, guys. It's been since that long since we've been waiting for anything to upgrade on the main village. And I just, I don't understand why they have given us absolutely nothing. Yes, it takes some time 
to add in the coding for those things. It takes some time to be able to add the new artwork for those things. But they just talked about how they hired new artists. I have seen them on their website hiring for new game developers. So I know that they're bringing people in. They have even talked about how they wanted to increase the number of, of people and employees working for them so they can speed things up. Now, they have been working on the Clan Capital update for two years. Two years they've been working on it. That doesn't mean they have dedicated the entire two years, every single hour, to working on it. So they should have still been able to add a couple things. Planned ahead. I don't care if it was just adding another level to an expo, another level to an archer tower, or a cannon, or, I don't know, maybe some witches, or some air sweepers. Any of, any of those things could have taken some minor tweaks to the art. And I believe Call Me T's already talked about how, like, the, the expos that we have right now, if we look back at some of the history of how they have done it, the artwork on these expos, all they would have to do is add, like, a spike to the little feet, and they could call it the next level, right? Same thing with the archer towers and the same thing with the cannons. We could get more levels of those, and it would be very little in the, as far as changing to artwork goes. So there, there's not a whole lot of effort there. That's something that could have been done. And all you're doing is adding DPS and HP, so it's not like a complete overhaul of the game. So Clash of Clans, why have we not had anything in 199 days? Please. Please tell me that you have something else. I know you're taking the month of July off, right? You take you take July holiday, the summer holidays off. Once that's over, you're going to start getting into your whole world championship thing. But that's going to be a joke. Everybody is... There's nothing new to, to just to throw off anything. Everybody has just been practicing, practicing, practicing. It's going to be... I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not even excited to watch it, right? It's, it's just not going to be that exciting to me. Because it's going to be the same thing that we see in all these tournaments... Every single time they run one, there's nothing new, nothing exciting. Now, I talk about some of the issues that we had in the 2021 season with some of the administrative stuff and the way that things were, were handled as far as esports were concerned. They changed that up, right? We don't have the anybody in Champion League can throw their name in the hat for, for the play-ins. It's just the community leagues that are, that are there, and we've already seen some issues with some of those, with the handling of some of those things where some teams have had some questionable things happen to them. So I understand that organizing something the size of a world championship tournament for a game that is global has got to present a ton of issues. Uh, so I don't want to diminish that. And I know that the eSports side of it, here's, here's the thing, the eSports side has a completely different community manager. It has no game development, right? It's a completely different team. So running that shouldn't take anything away from the guys who are actually dealing with the community on the regular side of Clash of Clans. But we're not we're not getting anything. Yes, we got all of these balance changes, right? We got these changes to, to the way that we train armies and how, what the costs are. And I love seeing all of the, you know, all know we're gonna get a whole slew of the back in my day kind of clashers you know back in my day um there were blue walls of town hall 10 uh back in my day i actually i missed on this one but i've heard some of the back in my day thing uh, you could lure the the heroes all to the corner and kill the heroes uh, back in my day heroes didn't have abilities right well back in my day and y'all have seen my meme back in my day quality of life and balance changes were a footnote not the whole update 
So let's let's get back to some real content on the main part of Clash of Clans. Please, please, Supercell, hear me. Now I had somebody get into, I don't know, a debate with me on Twitter. If, if you're following me on Twitter and you were getting inundated with me going back and forth with some some guys, I, I'm sorry. I just, I'm a little, little upset with with the way that my favorite game is being handled right now. And I let it come out on Twitter, but I try to remain logical and calm, right? They were trying to say that Town Hall 14's done, that there is nothing left for Town Hall 14, so why am I whining about it? All right, let's take a look at this. Uh, thanks to our friend Clash Ninja, I went into his website and did a little bit of, uh, I'm not even gonna say data mining and digging because he's got the great charts that are right there, easy to find, but it shows you how long it takes to max out a town hall level. He's got it right there. Assuming that you maxed out everything at the previous town hall, town hall level, you can tell him how many uh, how many builders you have, all, all that stuff, right? And it'll give you an estimate, not an estimate, it'll give you the exact amount of time that it takes uh, for your builders to do what they need to do. Guys, town hall 14, if you maxed out town hall 13, there are, we're gonna look at three different categories. Those three categories are structure, laboratory and heroes now there is a fourth category now that category being pets however since no other town hall has pets we're not we're not even going to look at that because obviously town hall 14 is going to have by far the longest amount of time to max out your pets because it's the only one with pets all right structures at town hall 14 if you have six builders and zero magic items and zero gold pass, so you don't have any builder boosts. This is just raw, getting through, building everything with, with no extra boosts. Your structures at Town Hall 14 will take 10 months, seven days, and six hours. 10 months to max out Town Hall 14. That, that sounds like a long time, right? Well, um, did you know that Town Hall 13 would take 11 months, 27 days, and two hours? So it takes longer to max out all of the structures at Town Hall 13. Hmm. Okay. Now, Town Hall 12 takes seven months. So Town Hall 14 does take longer than Town Hall 12. But this is the first Town Hall where if, if Town Hall 14 is done, this is the first Town Hall that takes less time, just less raw time to max its structures than the previous Town Hall level. That's the first. So we are obviously due, let's see, it went from 10 months, seven days, uh, down at 13 was 11 months, 21 days. We're missing about five weeks worth of upgrades. And that is five weeks spread over six builders, right? So five weeks times six, we're looking at 30 weeks worth of upgrades, guys. That, that's, that's cannons and archer towers maybe add in the expos we're still looking for some structures laboratory let's see the laboratory at town hall 14 takes 11 months 29 days and 12 hours to max out 11 months 29 days so let's just call it an even 12 months town hall 13 took one year four months 26 days so one year five months there's five 
months of difference between maxing the Town Hall 13 lab and maxing the Town Hall 14 lab. Oh, wait, there's more. Let's go down to Town Hall 12. Took one year, two months, 28 days. So one year, three months. There's three months longer time at Town Hall 12 to max out your lab than there is at Town Hall 14. So, hey, Supercell, um, I'm looking for five to six months worth of upgrade time in the lab. But I know that Town Hall 15 is coming soon, so we don't even have that amount of time. Oh, wait, thankfully, we have, you know, the research boosts and, and the research potions, and we have magic items that can speed us along. So come on, Supercell, give us something. Give us something in the lab. Now, here's the one that really got me. How big is the hero grind at Town Hall 14? The pet grind is long, right? I think it's, I didn't, I don't have that number written down. I think we remember reading something like seven months, right? Because you can only do one pet at a time. You can't double up with, with builders or anything. You've just got the one pet at a time. And there's nothing that speeds that up save for the Book of Heroes. Well, if you are new to Town Hall 14, if you're new to Town Hall 14, do not waste your Book of Heroes on any of your heroes. The hero grind at Town Hall 14 is one month and 10 days. One month and 10 days. If you had max Town Hall 13 heroes, one month and 10 days later, if you've got builders working on them, you can have completely maxed out heroes. And now that we can buy Dark Elixir with raid medals, you don't even have to worry about the farming. Oh, and you don't have to worry about the training costs and losing that Dark Elixir because that's free now. So, <laughs> one month and 10 days. Let's see. How long was the Town Hall 13 hero grind? Town Hall 13 hero grind was four months, 13 days. Town Hall 12 was four months, 20 days. So Town Hall 12 actually had a little bit longer hero grind than Town Hall 13. Town Hall 11, two months, three days. Now this is at the current times, the current upgrade times. Back when Town Hall 11 was max, then it took longer than it does now because those upgrade times were, were longer before you know the extra hero levels were added. However, as of right now, the Town Hall 11 hero grind, two months, three days. Okay, so we said Town Hall 14 was one month, 10 days. Let's go back even further. Guys, let's look at Town Hall 9. Town Hall 9, when, for those of us who have been around a long time, Town Hall 9 was the Town Hall with the hero grind. Yes, you only had two heroes, but back then, farming Dark Elixir took a lot longer. And you had to go up 50 hero levels with just that, that little bit of Dark Elixir that you, you could be getting, right? Town Hall 9 hero grind was one month, 20 days. And then Town Hall 10 hero grind is now at one month, 17 days. Guys, Town Hall 14's heroes take less time than Town Hall 9 or Town Hall 10. What? What? How? How does a town hall with four heroes, four heroes, take less time to max out than Town Hall 9 and Town Hall 10 that only have two heroes? Come on, Supercell. Please. You could have, in this past update, you could have added five levels to the heroes, right? Giving us something to do. Now, heroes are OP, right? Heroes are already destroying most of the base. So here was, here was my thought. When I saw... When I initially saw that they were going to be doing a bunch of balance changes and things, I thought, oh, here we go. What they're going to do is they're going to nerf the heroes, take away some of their, their firepower, take away some of their HP, 
and we've already had a little bit of a nerf to like the unicorn, right? I figured they were going to nerf the heroes a bit and then add five more levels to get them back up to where they're at now. But no, they didn't do that. They did absolutely nothing as far as new content for the main village. So guys, that's that's it right there. Uh, Town Hall 14, if you are, if you max out Town Hall 13 and you're just coming up to Town Hall 14, you should be able to max out in 11 months, 29 days, and 12 hours. The longest part of Town Hall 14 is the laboratory grind. And that's by, oh, about six weeks. The, the lab time is about six weeks longer than the structure time. And the, the pet grind is several months shorter than that. So, like, I know Proverbs just came up to Town Hall 14 not that long ago. Uh, it should take you, and that's without any boost, without any magic items. So if you got magic items and you're able to get that gold pass and get the builder boost and the, the, the training boost and, and the research boost, all that, that fun stuff, that's going to cut that down quite a bit, right? Up to 20% of that time can be taken off if you get there as quickly as possible. And if you time your upgrades to start right after you get to that highest level of the builder boost and the gold pass. So do your shorter your shorter upgrades earlier in the month and then do the longer upgrades after you have gotten to the 20%, the full 20% boost. And that'll, that'll cut off a lot more time uh, for those of you who are still trying to get up to max Town Hall 14. But that's, that's where we're at in game, right? I know we got this big, massive update as far as clan capital is concerned. Not all that long ago. And I like it, right? I have covered a lot of content about the clan capital. We have, up until this point, enjoyed it. This past raid weekend, I, maybe it was just because of seeing the announcements about what was coming as far as the update. But I just, I just couldn't get into it. Uh, I, I think I finished, I think I did my six attacks on only two of my accounts, and I just was not feeling Clash of Clans over this past weekend. And that was, I think, pretty much the same thing going across the whole clan. We, we lost, we were down quite a lot of our normal uh, attacks as far as clan capital is concerned. June is, is typically slow for Clash of Clans. It's typically slow for a lot of things. I, I know that the summer months uh, when... People are off of school and everybody's wanting to travel. June can be a slow time for any of the normal things because people get off school and they go off and they want to do some vacation, spend some time doing other things, and that can slow down some of the, the online stuff because people are spending more time outside touching grass, looking at the sky, breathing fresh air, which is a good thing. Now, how slow was it? How slow was it in Knights of Zion? Guys, for the first time that I can remember since clan games were introduced. I was in a clan that did not finish clan games. Uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't reach the, the sixth level in Knights of Zion. Nobody did clan games. And that I'm I'm to blame for quite a bit of that. I only got my four I only did clan games on two accounts and one of those accounts only did one one challenge. I maxed out, got my four thousand points on the town hall 14 i did one challenge on the town hall 12 and had i had dropped some training boosts and was going to be rocking out clan games and then while i was waiting for an army to train uh, i fell asleep and just didn't finish them so yeah that, that's how slow things have been in the month of june and then what else do we, what do we have coming up next 
Well, we've got CWL, and I got to be honest, I'm I'm not even looking forward to CWL this month. Uh, Knights of Zion is in Champs Three. Uh, now that I think about it, I haven't even put out the signups for CWL. No other co-leader in Knights of Zion has taken that on either. Uh, so yeah, I need to get out there and, and try to get people to sign up and see what we're going to do. Personally, I don't know that we need to be participating in Champs 3, so I might just kick everybody over to, like, Jericho Rising or, or Gideon's Keep or something because I have a feeling that, that we're just not going to be performing. Uh, we've got a lot of people who are busy, a lot of people who are doing all kinds of stuff, so maybe we sit out of KOZ this month and move over somewhere else so that we don't risk dropping out of Champs. I'm sorry to the new guys who showed up and thought that they were all going to be able to participate in Champs 3, but don't worry. Uh, I think we've got, I think we have a Master 1 clan, and I think one of the other clans is still in Champs 3, uh, but we're not as worried about their status. So that's what we've got going on, guys. We've been, we've been really slow in the summer months. Now, what do we have to look forward to? Our, our buddy Green Arrow, he's got an event coming up. It's not until August and that is going to be a Legend League push, and then he's hoping for a, a 50. We're going to fill the, the clan up at the end of the season, and he wants to be the number one clan in Australia. So anybody who is interested in that, please head over to the Crystal to Join server and sign up for that there. Uh, so looking for Town Hall 14s that are going to be able to be pushed high in Legend League at the end of the August season. Now, the Legend League season, I believe, resets on the last Monday of the month. So we need to you know, be planning for that, that that last weekend of August, I don't know what the date, what that date is off the top of my head, but be, you, know, you want to be planned to where you're going to be as high as you can possibly be that last weekend, or at least the weekend before the last Monday in August. And then he wants to have a war. Uh, I don't have the I don't have the date of that war yet. I'm sure that'll be coming out as the time comes closer, but we're still two months away, right? Two months away for that. So just be planning for that. If you're up in Legend League and would like to participate, I encourage you to head over to Crystal to join and they will get you signed up there. If you're not in the Crystal to join Discord server, uh, you can hop into my server and ping Green Arrow and I'm sure he'll he'll send you an invite. There there should be an invite in i've got a, a channel there for other podcast communities and i believe i have the crystal to join uh discord link in that channel if not i'll make sure that i add it there so you can look for that and just hop over to, to crystal to join look for the august push channel and drop your name in there and they'll get you on that roster looking forward to seeing that so uh, green arrow thank you buddy for setting up a community event that we can look forward to in this time when it seems like everything is so slow now, August is usually kind of a busy month for me and my family. That's the, the month of my wife's birthday, and we, we make a big deal about her birthday. So, thankfully, this war should not line right up with her birthday. So, I'll still be over there and hanging out and having a good time with that. So, thank you, Green Arrow and the folks over at Crystal to join for setting that up. So, one other thing that I'm going to highlight this week as far as being, I don't know, Clash of Clans, community, unity-like. Uh, there is a guy that I have seen on Twitter a few times. Didn't even realize it was the same guy that was sharing these things. And you guys may have also seen some of the stuff that he has been sharing if you're on Twitter. Did anybody see the cool base that Judo Sloth shared uh, just the other day? I think it was yesterday he retweeted a base 
that was like a essentially a new judo sloth show base or a judo sloth logo that was made out of walls super cool it looked like a, almost like a, a martial arts gi with a, a gold belt is what the guy said because he's judo's already got his black belts right well i got to looking and this guy has made a bunch of show bases for a lot of content creator communities and has shared them all free on on youtube just sent them out there and, and said hope you like it and then put the links out there for anybody who wants to download them so that the judo sloth was uh, one of the ones that he had shared and he's willing to make other bases for anybody i don't know if he's a, a paid base builder or not i just saw some of the cool things he was doing out there on the twitterverse just putting out good stuff and sharing it for free his name is sherlock artis so you know sherlock like sherlock holmes and then artis uh, so artist without the t and he's got several cool bases that he has made for different content creators he made one for a guy i don't know if he's an indian content creator i don't remember where he was from come to think of it but he made one for a guy named leo that was a big giant lion's head and then he spelled out leo underneath it and i thought as soon as i saw that i thought of tribe of judah because the big giant lion's head that's what tribe's avatar has been on discord is a lion's head that's what his, his profile picture on twitter is so i i downloaded that base and i adjusted the the part where it says leo to say toj i couldn't spell out tribe of judah there just wasn't enough walls left to say that but i put that together dropped it into the discord for clash on the potty so there you go tribe i didn't make that i did not make that base i stole that base uh asked the guy on twitter if it was okay if i adjusted it he's never responded to me so um if he says no then you're gonna have to delete that base tribe but that's where that came from that's why it's there is because i saw that and it made me think of tribe so i adjusted that so that it will look uh, a little bit closer to our good old buddy tribe of judah but yeah go check this dude out if he's got something you like you know leave a heart on his on the on the picture on twitter uh retweet anything if you if you're so inclined but thank him for the the cool bases that he's building if you want one i don't know send him a dm this guy has no idea who i am he, he's not sponsoring me whatsoever i don't know if he charges or not so there, there's there's no uh there's nothing nothing shady going on in the background there it's just me seeing something that i thought was cool and, and trying to share it all right so something else that happened this past week i posted a picture in discord i was i got up in the morning all right i get up and come downstairs and i start to get to work it was a day when i was going to be working from home doing some telework uh, my doggo comes down with me every morning she then crawls up in the the chair that's next to my desk and she goes right back to sleep eventually she she gets up and she's like all right knucklehead it's time for me to go outside and, and do my business and uh, it's also a reminder that it's time for me to go outside and start like watering the flowers and, and whatnot before I get hard and heavy into work. I get up in the morning and I do a little bit of work and then I'll take a little bit of a break to eat my breakfast and then uh, do a couple other things around the backyard with the doggo while she's out there hanging out. So I open the back door and I'm about to walk through that door and all of a sudden, thankfully, I, I catch the fact that there is something right in front of me. Now, I go out that back door every night when I take the dog out. It was about 10 11 o'clock the night before that i had gone out there took the dog out i turned the pull pump off and whatever and now it's 6 30 in the morning and i go to walk through that door and there's something right in front of my face guys there was a spider web that had gotten built across the entire 
doorway. There was like a two-foot space at the bottom of the doorway that the dog went through. She had no problem. But the entire rest of the doorway was completely covered in this giant spider web. I am so glad that I saw that before I walked through there. Because the neighbors would have seen the 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 you know twitchy spider dance uh, coming from me for who knows how long. Because that, that thing was massive. And she was hanging right in the middle of it, y'all. Now... We typically get a spider who will build a web right around that area of the back door because we've got lights. We have a light that's right above that back door that attracts the bugs to the light, and she builds her nest there. And I'm sure this is like several generations later because we've had this same type of spider build a nest there for years. Not a nest, a web. So she builds this web right there and catches the bugs. Uh, a year or two ago, we put some, some string lights out over our back patio. And she built one between the strands of this string light. It was this massive spider web. It was so cool to see this thing. I, I love spiders. I, I love watching them. I just think that they're so neat the way that they build and, and the things that they do. Anyway, she, she, the one that was there last year built this giant spider web uh, right there between the string lights. Well, this year's model, she decided she was going to build it right across my back door. So I'm sorry, but you got to go. I had to take that thing down. And thankfully, she did not rebuild it the next night because typically she'll build the spider web and it'll get damaged and she'll either take it down that next morning and, and rebuild another one. It's really crazy how much they, they how much effort they put into building those things and then they tear them back down and rebuild them the next night. It's, it's cool. So I posted that picture in Discord and then I got the, I mentioned a story and I asked if I had told the story on the podcast before and I don't I don't know that I have. It's one that I've told countless times to people about some time back when I was in the army. So 2002 time frame, uh, we got deployed to Afghanistan back when, when Afghanistan was still the wild west. I'm in the army supporting the U S army special forces. And we got sent in to a spot in, in Afghanistan. We were relieving another team that was there because uh, I did I did communications so I was relieving another communications team that had been there on site for oh several months right and they're giving us the the, the lay down on on what's going on around here this is the kind of things to expect and, and we're all replacing equipment and, and just getting some good pass down information on on what to expect with the things that are going on there one of the things in Afghanistan that we got briefed about was some of the dangers of the local wildlife, right? So you got scorpions and you've got snakes. Actually, I don't think we saw any snakes. And you've got the infamous camel spider. Anybody who wants to get freaked out about this, what can be a giant freak of nature, go ahead and Google camel spider. You're going to see this picture that comes up of a service man from probably 2001 time frame. They may have actually been from the Desert Storm era because they're they're in the desert out in that area and in that region. So Iraq had some, Afghanistan had them. Uh, but these spiders can get massive, and they are they're they're deadly. Uh, they don't necessarily they're not venomous, but the the word on the street is that they have a bacteria that that grows on their fangs. It can be a flesh-eating bacteria, and if you get bit by one, it's incredibly painful, and you, you essentially get necrotizing fasciitis, and it's, yeah, it's not good. It's not good, y'all. And they're mean. They're aggressive. Like, they will chase you down. Most spiders are afraid of you, so they, they run away. Even though you are afraid of them, most of them are going to run away from you. Camel spider, 
he's gonna see you coming and be like, yo, bro, what are you doing on my, my, my turf? You need to bounce and he'll come after you. So we get this brief, we see the pictures that everybody has seen and people are kind of freaked out about these things because they can be small or they can be rather big. And it's nighttime, right? It's, it's after dark. We've got our, our communications tent. Yes, we were still set up in tents back then with our comms equipment. And I'm back behind the tent with one of the other guys. A couple of us were back there. We were swapping out equipment, moving some power cables and stuff around. Our like our server technicians were in there setting up, you know, setting up the new servers and the new routers and stuff that we had set up. So we got some people sitting in a nice air-conditioned tent. And we're walking around out back doing some stuff in the dark. When the sergeant that was in charge of the one team that we were relieving, all of a sudden he kind of freaks out, jumps up in the air, and he's like, whoa, camel spider just ran across my boot. And it was a big one. And first I'm thinking, all right, can you really feel a spider walk across your boot when you're wearing leather combat boots? I don't know. You know, I'm kind of skeptical because the pictures that we see are of the massive ones, and those aren't typical. And the famous picture of the camel spider is actually two camel spiders that are fighting, and they're attached to one another because they're, like, clawing onto each other, so it looks twice as big as what they really are. So I'm kind of skeptical that this dude felt a spider run across his boot. More than likely, it's in the dark, and we were pulling cables around. I bet that the cable went across the top of his boot. However, I grew up in a family where we love to play pranks on people. So I saw this as an opportunity. We're out there. We, everybody's grabbing their flashlights and we're, we're like taking the flashlights and we're looking all over the ground trying to find this big old camel spider that has uh, supposedly infiltrated our area. And we're looking and they're looking and they're not seeing anything. And I mean, it's a spider. If it was really there, it probably, you know, disappeared. It hauled butt and got out of there. But I see one of the old sandbags that's holding down the corner of the, the old tent. And this, you know, we had the the newer green sandbags were made out of more like the plastic mesh material. So they, they last longer. They also don't really, you know, biodegrade, but they last a lot longer. And this was one of the old sandy brown colored burlap sandbags. And there was a chunk that had been taken out of it. It was, I don't know, it was about as big as my hand. Uh, brown color, so about the right size and shape for a giant spider. I look around, nobody's looking, so I bend down, I pick this thing up. And everybody's kind of giving up on, hey, the spider must be gone, right? Must be gone. So I go walking into the tent. Now, my team that deployed, there was like eight of us. And there was this one young single dude that worked for me, uh, he was 21 years old. He might have might have had a slight crush on the the one uh, half Dominican girl that was on the team. That um, she was one of our, our our server technicians, right? And he was in there helping her out. He's sitting at the table helping her out, you know, trying to trying to play cool. Well, I go walking in, and I've got this piece of burlap in my hand. And everybody's half given up on the spider. And all of a sudden I go, ah, there it is. And I, I might have said something like, ouch, it bit me. I don't, I don't remember. But I tossed that piece of burlap right 
into, uh, we're going to call him Bob, right into Bob's lap. Bob sees the thing coming at him, and he uh, he grabbed, let's see, we're going to call her Vanessa. He grabbed Vanessa and threw her between him and the giant piece of burlap that was now coming towards them and hurtled himself under the desk, screaming like, oh, some little child on a roller coaster. And everybody else kind of freaks out. And then I'm just dying laughing. I'm like, I'm losing my breath because here, this guy, he's, you know, he's trying to act all cool and tough and impress this girl that we're, we've deployed with and, you know, going to be spending the next who knows how many months with. And he's trying to, you know, make himself look cool. And here he gets a piece of burlap tossed at him and he, he screams and instead of protecting her, threw himself underneath her so that the giant spider would attack her. <laughs> Poor dude was so embarrassed. I, I wasn't trying to embarrass him. I was just trying to, you know, play a joke on some buddies. That's what we do in the military. That's what we did in the army, right? We, we have to do something to break up the monotony of, of being there in the desert. Well, and it really wasn't a monotony of being there in the desert because that was like our second day there. So I can't say that I was bored yet, but whatever. That's what we did. So that was my, that was my camel spider story. Never actually saw an adult, a full grown camel spider. We saw one or two little tiny ones that they were on like the door frame and I squished them. So didn't have to worry about that. Uh, we did see some, well, maybe those are some stories for some other days, but if big ones were found, they would capture them and hold them in some terrariums. Um, to be used, you know, like the scorpions that were found and some of the other wildlife that was found would be held to uh, help make any anti-venom if, if the, it was venomous animals and, and things like that. So we got to see a couple of those things doing some other crazy stuff. So that's my that's my war stories with catfish uh, for, for this week. I don't know that I have too many more that, that I can really, you know, share, but as, if, as other ones come up, maybe, maybe I'll share those with you guys. It was a an interesting time in my life, oh, way back when. And uh, any of you guys who were also out there and are out that same time, if you've got other war stories that you want to share, you know, hit me up. And if, if you've got one you want to put out on the podcast, you can either, I don't know, we'll figure out a way for you to join me. You can just type it out and I'll read the sucker. I, I don't care. But yeah, the, the war stories can be can be a lot of fun. That's part of the reason that I have stuck around in the military community for so long, even though I've been off of active duty for man, like almost, it's been 19 years since I got come off of active duty. So almost 20 years been away from active duty, but I'm still working for the military now and still enjoy spending some time with uh, all the crazy people that, uh, that come and join and, and hearing all the fun stories. So that's what we've got for this week, guys. Uh, sorry that it was so negative to start. I'm just, it's not that I'm mad. Well, I'm kind of mad. I'm I love this game. I love this community. And when we had the small winter update last year, there were a lot of people that said, that's it, I'm done. Then when the spring update came and there was nothing for the main village, even more people kind of stepped away from the game. Some of them just took breaks and came back. Some of them I haven't seen. And I'm, af I'm afraid that that same thing's going to happen if we don't get some more stuff for the main village. So that's that's what this whole thing is about. It's not about me being mad at Supercell. It's me wanting to, wanting to protect the community that we've all known 
that we've all grown to, to know and love, right? It, it's, it's to protect this game and to keep everybody together because the longer and longer we go without any new content on the main part of the village, the more people decide to step away. So that's that's the whole point behind what I'm doing right now. And uh, eventually I'll probably give up on that and, and move on to something else. I'm hoping... I don't even know. I don't know what's going to happen with this next update. I was expecting that the next update in the fall update was going to be Town Hall 15. But if that happens, then Town Hall 14 was was a joke because it just doesn't have nearly as much content as the other Town Halls. I know that they added this whole new game mode to the game in that time frame, but that still doesn't, doesn't take away the fact that Town Hall 14 is so much smaller than any of the more recent town halls that have been released. It's not been since 2000 or since, since town hall 10 that we've had one that was this small. And even that was, was in some most regards, town hall 10 was bigger than town hall nine. Town hall nine had a little bit longer hero grind, but there were other things that, that went along with town hall 10. Right. So that's, that's, that's what the whole point of me complaining about that is. So that is going to be it for this week, guys. Thank you for listening. Thanks for riding along, keeping me company while I was driving to work. And uh, hopefully we will see y'all in the Discord, see y'all on Twitter. Let's keep up the COC community unity. I'm going to get another post out there very shortly, uh, highlighting our, our buddy Sherlock Artis, who's got those cool bases. And that's it. So until next time, I hope that y'all are staying safe and having some fun while you're out there playing in traffic. Bye for now.